when we think of being a mother, some of us smile, cry, frown, or even have a look of utter confusion. Does your life and dreams end or begin with mothering? How does it change when everyone gets older? We're discussing this and more with a special guest today. So if you ever wondered if you were doing it right, wrong, or cringed even thinking about the sacrifice of mothers, this is your show. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Hey, kings and queens. Welcome to Define You Radio. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, and I am here with literary artist, co-founder of Diamond Daughters and her own publishing company. She is a writer. She has a vibrant spirit. Queen J.C. Miller. Let's go ahead and welcome Queen J.C. to the show. Hey, hon. Hello. How are you this evening? Thank you for that awesome introduction. I am doing great. And I just, you know, try to do you justice by my little intro, the little <laughs> introduction to you. Um, you did a great job. So I'm really excited to talk to you about basically being a mom. I know when I got pregnant, it was what? Who? Me? Do the test again. Tara. Yes. Still, still Tara in a different way 22 years later. So I'm glad that we get an opportunity to talk about this. So yes. um, when you think about mothering, what is like the first thing that comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to mind is that I am responsible for someone's life. <laughs> and that is a scary thought. And I think that's where the cringing comes in that you mentioned earlier. Uh, when we think about, oh, my God. I am responsible for this person's life and I'm going to ruin it <laughs> pretty much. It's a, it's a scary feeling. It's, it's wonderful and it's, it's, it's frightening all at the same time. Now, when you, when you say the uh, frightening part, yes. can you expand on that a little? What, what, what frightens you or what frightened you? Well, uh, for myself, when I became a mother, I was, uh, a young, I was a teenager. I was 19. So that was frightening by itself, being responsible for someone's life and taking, uh, making the decision to, um, move forward and, um, to bring this child into the world. So, um, I did not know how to be a mother, but I learned that once it, well, I don't know, not for all of us, but once my son was born, I instantly became his mother, mm -hmm. you know, and the fear, the fear, I don't want to say it goes away <laughs> because every day you're, you're learning and you're making mistakes, but, um, the love that you feel for the child kind of, uh, erases all the fears. How mm -hmm. old, if you don't mind me asking, is your son? My son just turned 28 years old this past December, and he is a very grown man. <laughs> uh, he was here over the Christmas holiday, and I have a funny story. Someone uh, rang our bell. He, I went, um, no, he went and answered the door before I got there. And the woman at the door said, 
Um, is your wife home? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, yay. <laughs> and my son was like, oh my God, mom, am, I am so old now. <laughs> like she thought that we were married. Hey, yeah. that's, um, means that you're taking care <laughs> of yourself. I, I tell my son I the same thing. I get the, uh, sister, like older sister comment. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah. and, and he gets, you know, like, no, that's my mama, you know? I know. They get the, they besides themselves, right? Right. <laughs> so one of the things that is a learning experience for us as mothers is learning how to go from, you know, toddler mom to, okay, school mom to adult mom. So if you could talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that, because I know, honestly, Um, Mm -hmm. now with my son being 22, about to be 23, I'm learning every day how to be the mother of an adult child. Cause I still want that you're in my house type of control. Yeah. We got to loosen those reins a little from going from, um, toddler mom or even infancy mom. It's, it's, it was all an experience. Um, very young. You know, I had my mother um, to come alongside with me in raising my son. So my first child, we grew together. Um, then having my next child, it was an experience where I really became a mother. You know, my mom was there, but she wasn't like she was. She wasn't there as she was with my first child. I was married now. I was the mom. I was the, the wife of the home and everything. And it, it was, it's, it is a wonderful, a wonderful journey. You get to see these little people that are just images of yourself. Um, and that's, that's a little scary too sometimes, especially with the girls. Um, but, um, we we do grow. We grow in each stage. And I, I know what you're saying with the, the older children now, watching them make some of the same mistakes and then and, and also watching them um, skate by some of those mistakes. It's scary. You, you're on the edge of your seat. I just read something today where they said that um, parents of older um, parenting older children is harder than it is uh, parenting younger children because there isn't that control that you want to have. You want to tell them, no, don't do that. Go to your room, (laughs) you know, but they're on their own and they're making um, financial decisions. They're making uh, relationship decisions, uh, you know, work decisions. And uh, they're out in the world, affecting the world. And it is hard to watch them. Um, My son, he uh, has lots of anxieties. Uh, so, uh, that, that's hard watching him deal with certain things and, 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 you know, we still have our weekly conversations, but, um, as we get old, as the children get older, we have to learn how to just kind of watch the game. We're like, we're coaches and, you know, we, beforehand we're, we're out there, we're practicing with them, we're drilling with them. And then they have to get in the lane. The game, life is the game. And um, I don't know how people do it. <laughs> it's, it's something like you, you, it's on the job learning all the time. Yeah. I know, um, I'll make sure my son doesn't listen to this show, 
because um like you say y'all talk once a week and like there's that everyday text and then there's at least that five minute conversation and if he don't respond or if his text seems funny um, yeah. I'll never forget one time he texted me and it wasn't his text language. And I was like, mm. what in the world? And I called him. He wouldn't answer why. I called him again. He was like, ma. I was like, oh, okay. Cause you normally don't text me like that. You know, I, you only an hour, half away. <laughs> I will be there in 30 <laughs> minutes. Um, it's just like, okay, I'm learning slow, like slowly. It's a slow process. Yeah, um, it is. But you know what also helps just because my mother did that to me. I had to call and I listen, my she passed away in 2017. And before then, in, you know, before she came to the home when I cared for her, I had to call her every day, okay. every day. And I'm a grown woman. <laughs> you know, I'm not even in college. No more. I'm a grown woman with eight children. But I had to call her every day to let her know where I am. Or as she said, not even for me to know where you are, but check on me. How am I doing? You know? Because yeah. it's, you yeah. know, it gives me like I could sleep at night. But now he's dating. But you know, the flip, the flip side to that mm-hmm. is that um, as, um, and when my mother passed away, here I am. And I had to call her every day. And, yeah. you know, that loss is just like, I didn't know what to do with myself. This, you know, she made me, <laughs> she made me miss her even more, <laughs> you know, because yeah. um, everything that happens, I start to pick up the phone to call my mother, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the flip side of that. But I do, I do get that. But I try not um, with my older kids now. Do you the know, every I try day. not to get on them so hard. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> I'll I'm, be okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. You talked about your mom. So when you think about, you know, how your mother mothered you, how did that affect how you mothered your children? Yeah, uh, my mother was very old school and tough, tough love. Um, I shied away from that with my children. I'm, I'm, I'm not as aggressive as she, as she was. And I try to be a little more free with them because, um, you know, she was so, she was really old school and, 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 um, where she didn't tell us that she loved us all the time, but we knew that she loved us. She gave us everything, but she didn't, she wasn't very affectionate. I'm not overly affectionate either, but I try to, um, you know what I do. I let them know that I love them constantly, and um, I'm a little. I try to let them step off a little bit and not be so hovering. And instead of okay, I'm going to trust you. They know what I expect of them, but I'm not as um, strict as she was. Do you think she had to be or chose to be mm-hmm. like? I think it was like she was raised. Uh, my my mother was one of ten children. She was one of the older set of kids, so she was um, mothering <laughs> for a very long time. And you know how things were back in the days where they didn't have a cell phone to call and see. Or even when I was younger, I don't know what I'm talking about. There right. was no cell phone, <laughs> you know, to call and say, "Where are you? Your text sounds strange." None of that, you know. So. Um, 
It was when the lights go down outside, I want you upstairs, you know, things like that. So it was a different time for them, a harder time. Yeah. I know um, my, when I came all the way until I think my son was two, my great grandmother was here. My great grandmother wow. was very nice, sweet, humble, biscuits on mm-hmm. Sunday, don't holler, like very much like that. So um, <laughs> that, you know, that's how she was. Now, my grandmother was very similar in her nature, but she was a little bit more strict because she actually, you know, was working. My great grandmother didn't work. Then, you know, with my mom, she was all the way free, like mm-hmm. opposite of everything. You know, she was just a different person, you know, and, you know, her life is turned out the way that it did. But as far right. as how she raised me, I didn't have like that mother relationship with her. It was more mm-hmm. of like, we're friends. But I still respect oh, okay. her on the level right. of this is my mother because, you know, my mom right. ended up doing drugs at a young age. And mm-hmm. when it came to me mothering my son, I didn't mm-hmm. want to do anything that I saw because I right. saw the downside versus mm-hmm. looking at what they did right. I really looked at what everybody I saw, my aunts, great aunts, so on and so forth, do wrong. And I said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this thing my way. Following my natural gut instinct that kicked in some kind of way, it was like, okay, I know what's wrong and I know what's right. So I'm going to just do what's right. And I think when it comes to being a mom, you kind of have to follow what works for you. Like, I don't believe in spankings. You know, I've had like my aunts or somebody try to spank me and I would promptly call my mother. And that's always a great debate when I have with people about spanking and stuff. But those are my personal feelings. Right. Your thoughts? Uh, My thoughts are similar. My mother uh, is aggressive and, and hardcore and old school kind of rough, tough love she had. She... She did not spank me either. <laughs> she did not spank me there. She had, we had one incident in my entire life where I can remember my mother laid her hands on me because I was being fresh <laughs> and she <laughs> popped me in the mouth and it was very dramatic and drawn out and she apologized. <laughs> but um, my grandmother, um, I, well, I had two grandmothers. One was, I called the nice grandmother and the other one was the, the rough grandmother. The rough grandmother, she pulled out the switches and she she hit us. <laughs> she did. She when we got out of line, she took out the switch and we got it. Um I do not agree with the switch at all. I do not like I don't like beatings at any of that either. Um for my first child, I did discipline him. He he was popped a few times. Um my next set of children, I don't no, <laughs> we don't. We don't do that. I think every child is an individual, and you kind of grow with your children. Who you think you're gonna be as a parent? It the picture turns. It is the pace. My I have a very strong-willed child, my daughter, and I have a very loving and gentle uh, son. 
<laughs> my my youngest, both sons are kind of you know, boys are the best. But um, I just wanted to give her everything that I never had, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And she just was like, no, I don't want to be a princess. No, I'm not doing pink. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, she just crushed all of my dreams. And, you know, no, I don't want to hug. No, I don't, you know. And it's, it's her way. So I learned to kind of back off of her. And now as now that she's six, she's turning 16 this year. Now she comes to me and now she wants the hug and she wants to, but you have to let her think it's, it's her way. <laughs> you right. know, her idea. You said this. I don't agree with thinking and all of that. I know the Bible says spare the rod and spoil the child, but it's, it's, you have to take it in its text. I don't believe we're talking about. Um, spanking more than um, installing discipline. When you think about, you know, your life and the life of the mothers, you, well, let's just talk about your life being, mm-hmm. cause you're a writer as well as doing other things. When you think about, you know, mothering and doing some mm-hmm. of the things that you've wanted to do, how do they relate? My dreams were delayed and put on the shelf, but they have also been kindled through being um, a mother and you want to do even more. You want to show your children, you know, now that this is that we can do it and you can do it and how to do it, you know? So they, um, you know, even though they are, they were delayed. Um, now my children are like, well, are you writing mommy? Well, you know, why are you writing? And how are you doing this? And, you know, are we going to be rich? <laughs> you know, just, um, this experience that now we're going through together. So, but I think a uh-huh. lot of women, when they become moms, they mm-hmm. delay it to the point that it never happened. Um, yeah. And as moms, we can make many, you know, excuses mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. why we yeah. don't do something. But I hear a lot of regret from women I know that are a lot of regret and then and a lot of excuses. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, it's fear too, I believe. Um, you can come up with a million and one excuses, but you can come up with a million and one reasons to do it as well, you know. And kids go to sleep sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> they do. They go to sleep sometimes and they go to school. <laughs> and, you know, so you, you get it in where you can fit it in. And it's, like I said, sometimes there are things that we can do together. Um, I had also started a, a baking business that I did at home. And um, the kids helped me. My daughter, she helped me bake. And we learned, she learned how to um, decorate cakes and things like this. So we did some things together as well. My youngest son, he's great at math. So when we do the book tours, he, he, he's in charge of the square. <laughs> but yeah but you're teaching them you're preparing them and they get to see that oh you know besides working for someone I can work for myself and so what what do you think is one of the most important things for moms to know because I do think moms are harder on themselves you know moms get more crap than dads to me yeah. If you look at, you know, when a, a child does something or, you know, however, it just seems like moms really have it hard. They blame like it it's hard. Yes. You hear all the time single moms. And I've heard yes. people say like a single 
moms are destroying the community and nobody chooses to be a single mom. No. And it takes more than one person to make a baby. Yes, it does. But I know a lot of mothers that have what I call single mom guilt. Um, there was a period where, like I said, I was a single mom. There was a, t- a time when I was, but I think the most important thing for all mothers to know, not only, um, single mothers, but just to know that you aren't failing. That's the most important thing. I, I think it is that a mom should remember you aren't failing because sometimes we feel like we are. Like I said, it was that fear of having someone's life um, to be responsible of, of for, but you have to tell yourself you're not failing. And sometimes when there is failures, there's always the lesson for both of you. And we learn and we grow, but kids are not going to break. <laughs> They're not going to break. They're very resilient. And sometimes, like you said, even stronger than, than we are. We're training them for life and showing them how to handle certain situations and all these different things. But when they're out there, like my older son, everything that we teach them comes back around. So he has called me and he's like, mom, I didn't realize it was so hard out here. How did you feed hmm. us all? You know, that's what he tells me. He's like, how did you feed, feed us all? Because um, I'm a mother of three um, and I had four stepchildren that I don't, I mean, I don't call them my stepkids. There are my kids. My husband had four kids. I had um, two with him and one prior and I have a foster daughter. Um, so we have a large family, but he wanted to, he, they come back and they ask you, how did you do these things? And they can't believe like, we always had cookies. <laughs> you know, he's like, Mom, those cookies are expensive. <laughs> like, but hmm. it's little things that you take for granted that they want to know. Yeah, when my son uh had to buy his first box of um cereal and oh he saw how much cereal was, he mm-hmm. felt bad for all the times, you know, yeah. when I didn't get a chance to go to the store and get Captain Crunch, because Captain Crunch is not cheap. You know, Captain cereal is Crunch not cheap, not. period. Girl, please. I, I think I saw a box of cereal for five, almost six dollars. I need yeah. to paint it. Yeah. But now, <laughs> now what he does is he'll just tell me when he's coming home. And so I'll mm-hmm. go get the cereal because otherwise, you know, we don't have cereal in the house. So um, that right. way he don't have to buy it or whatever, but that was quite funny. I said, I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait. And then I can't wait till, you know, he becomes a parent and he understands, you know, some of the sacrifice. My my mother, yes, my mother used to say, it all comes back to you. (laughs) And it's true. (laughs) Uh, Now your oldest is 28. How old is the youngest? The youngest is 12. He will be 13. I'll have a teenager. How have you, I guess, changed as a parent? Because that is like a, what, a 16 year yes, age difference window. So how have you changed as a parent from when your oldest was, you know, 12 right. to now? Yeah. I was 19 when I had him. So we, I was still growing, you know, entering my twenties and, you know, 
I grew with him. We watched the same videos and we were, you know, we kind of had the same style and all of these different things. But um, with my, with my two youngest now in the house, it's funny because today I took them uh, for their checkups and I had a checkup too. And um, I had to go get blood work and all of this stuff. And my daughter's like, mommy, you're old. (laughs) You're old, mommy. Why? Why did you have to go do this? And why did they do that? And your bones, you know, saying, telling the doctor, oh, I'm aching. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, my joints hurt. I'm like, is this a part of age? Or should I have blood work? Or do I, you know, do I have um, Lyme disease or something? Like, why? Why is this hurting on me? <laughs> and my daughter's like, mommy, you old. So, you know, things change. <laughs> so I'm a, um, like I used to say, your grandmother was, I think with the older we get, we kind of um, mellow out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm mellowing with this, this, um, the last two kids. I'm, I'm more in the moment than I was with um, my, uh, you know, my oldest. Uh, I still was looking for what, what I need to do. I need to go here. I don't want to do there. I want to do this. I want to do that. And with these kids, I'm kind of, um, I'm, I'm seeing them and who they are. And let's, let's lay here and let's read this book. And yeah, you've been through some mothering yeah. training. So yeah. with, you know, eight kids and with writing and everything mm-hmm. that you do, when do you have time for you. Yes. Self-care. That was my word last year. Self-care is self-love. It, it has been hard. Like you said, eight kids. Um, it's a lot of kids, but um, thank God they weren't all in the, in the home at the same time. So <laughs> God for that. <laughs> but um, you have to find time for yourself. You have to, or you will go absolutely crazy and out of your mind. So for me, um, that means walking. Um, I have a friend, we go to the gym sometimes, we do the treadmill, we do the sauna, we do the whole spiel. And um, it's just those little things. And even sometimes just waking up a few hours early in the morning just to be by myself and have quiet time, you know, maybe just doing a Bible study. It's, it's that that just balances me and centers me for my day. And then knowing when to shut it all down, you know, hmm. okay, enough. Um, at nine o'clock, we take cell phones. Everyone has to go in their rooms this time of day. Lights are out and I have cell phones on my, my dresser. And that's all. Really? And then, you know, yeah, I do. I need my quiet time. Well, no, I was talking about more of the, you know, taking the cell phone, oh, yeah. especially because you do. have teenagers. She's 16, but at nine o'clock, her phone is on my dresser. Hmm. Do you do that, like, also to help with their mental health and, you know, time getting to know their self? I do. You know, that's like the first thing they grab when they come in the room in the morning before they, they take it in the bathroom to go brush the teeth. You know, they, um, it's too much time with the cell phone and, I do give them their time with it, but I just feel I like I just don't want them laying there at night, all night on the cell phone doing who knows what. I have a rule, like no phones at the table. Like if I know right. my son's coming home, like I have time to prepare. I kind of let him know yeah. ahead of time. Okay, we got 
this game, we're going to play, watch a movie, those things. Right. That, um, just to continue yeah. to foster that relationship, which that's my yeah. next question. How do you foster that relationship individually? With me and my oldest son is the, now it's the, the once a week call and we'll stay on the phone for a good amount of time, just having conversation from work to relationships to finances. My daughter, it may be just decorating the cakes and, um, uh, she likes, uh, bed, bath and beyond. So her room is just full of candles and, you know, but that's our thing. That's our thing. And then the youngest son, uh, is basketball. So, um, you find your place where, you know, it can be just you and them and your thing. And sometimes it's taking a, a, a day out of the week to go do something with just that child. And that's hard, especially when you have a full schedule. When I say, um, being a whole mother with the focus mm-hmm. on the word whole, what whole. does that, what does that mean to you? Um, to be a whole mother to me means, you know, as mothers, we wear many hats, right? And we proudly wear these hats. The trick is not to wear them all at the same time is, or not to wear them all at once. Treasure the moments and know your position is forever changing or evolving. Like I said, where I had to mother my mother, the mother soon becomes the child again. A whole mother is a, just appreciating who you are as a mom and resting and proudly wearing those many hats. It's just treasuring the moments. I love that. Now, you yeah. said you, at one point in time, you had to take care of your mom. Did I hear that correctly? I did, yeah, at this week. It's, yeah, I did. It's My mother, um, she came back to live with me. Um, she was diagnosed um, with um, a congestive heart failure. So um, toward the end when she was, you know, falling at home and stuff like that, I we brought her home with us and I became the mother, like, you know, this strong woman who was, um, you know, raised us with a lot of tough Southern love. She um, was like a baby. And I had to, um, it was very tough. It was very tough for me, but it was also, I think, one of the greatest years of my life. I was truly humbled and I would, I truly got to see, um, the Lord just work in our lives because I could not do anything. I, with my children, I had to put aside some of the things that I normally did with them homework and spelling words and I drilled, you know, their homework into them. I did not do homework with my children for the year that she was here and they stepped their game up and they were both on the principal's list, you know, for the whole year honor roll. And it was just little things like that. But um, just having to watch her become a child again, you know, we had to do the wash her and uh, feed her and, you know, uh, speak for her, you know, um, it was, it was something and it was very humbling to, even when you look at your kids and say, would this one do that for me? <laughs> you know? Right. 
<laughs> so now I'm at the point looking at these kids like I'm like, which one of these kids are gonna do this for me? <laughs> because I was one. I have uh, siblings, but um, and they were involved. Um, but I was the one for for that. You know, God, he he chooses and he he knows who it's gonna be, and she know who it was gonna be. Uh, and uh, we just we had a great time together. It was hard and. You know, but um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't trade that moment uh, for the world. Yeah, I completely understand. Um, because you know, back in twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. yeah, twenty seventeen, yeah. when you know my grandmother got sick, she had been battling cancer, ovarian cancer, for years. Um, and if you've ever seen anyone go through that, you know, it's like, oh, it's in remission. Yay. Wait a minute. They found the cell, five, uh-huh. 10 rounds of chemo and, you know, all oh, of God. that stuff. So um, when it got to the point where mama, like I call my grandmother, was not able to, you know, up and move and clean her house and do all the things right. I was used to her seeing, seeing her do, um, right. it was like a mental, shift that mm-hmm. happened so gradual and gradual and natural that it, it mm-hmm. just seemed like the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um yeah. And she has, you know, my grandmother has kids and she has a whole lot mm-hmm. of grandkids. Um, right. But that strongness in me and, right. you know, having lived with my grandmother and knowing how she is and who she is, um, you know, I would say it was a lot of us. So, and she stayed at home. So we kind of divided the time. Some did more than others, um, which caused me to, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so, you know, I would, but during that time period, um, it was roughly like six months from when the doctor was like, there's nothing else we could do. Mama was like, I want to go home. It was roughly six months during that time, but I got closer to her I got to know her in a yes. different way and I got to know a different side of me because I didn't know I had certain things in me until the person yes. who, you know, like, um, it, cause when you do certain things when you're young and your kids are young, that's different versus mm-hmm. when you're doing them older and the person that was okay. so strong and kept you in check and you're doing those things, you know? Um, yeah. So that, but it really, honestly, just, you know, changing, you know, watching her die. And I hate to say it like that, but that's the only way I could express it. Change who I was. It actually made me want to live more and make sure that when I go, my, my absence is felt. I totally agree. It's it's a full circle moment. You know, everything that they gave you and everything that they put into you, it all comes back. It's like you you, and you, you instantly, you instantly know what you have to do. (laughs) You know, that's the whole woman that we are. It's that is, it's all the hats, you know, (laughs) it's all the hats and they all come out at different times, different stages. But that's that's the wholeness of who we are. I love that. I'm every woman. Yes. <laughs> Make me play Shaka Khan. 
Um, so, <laughs> so it has definitely been a great discussion. And I think more women need to, you know, have that. What does it mean to be a, a mother? What have I learned? Those, how can I still do my dreams? They need to have those discussions with their friends or their aunts or whoever. Cause a lot of times yeah. we think when we become a mom, that means everything shuts down, stops, put ourselves last. So, you know, thank you for being an example of how to be a mother of many. Yes. Thank you and for this platform and doing things like this. You're, you're awesome. I think I said that at the beginning. I just want to put a, put a pen right there as well. So how can the audience, um, and another thing, Kings and Queens, you will definitely hear her again. Cause like I said, she is, um, she owns her own publishing company. She is a writer. So we're definitely going to have her back on to discuss that part. Yeah. But y'all just have to kind of stay connected to the show to know when that's going to happen. So Queen JC, how can the audience connect with you? And, you know, do you have anything coming up where we could support you? So if you want to go ahead and give that information. Okay. Well, um, you can connect with me via email um, at authorjcmiller at gmail.com. I am on um, Instagram and Facebook at author underscore JC underscore Miller and on Twitter at author JC Miller as well. Um, up and coming um, month of February to celebrate Black History Month and my mother's birthday, which was February 14th, and my partner's mother's birthday, which was March, uh, February 19th, we are um, doing the sale on our trilogy, I Am Rahab, a novel uh, for uh, 99 cents for the entire ebook trilogy for the month of February. So you can join me in purchasing as many copies as you can and um, spreading the word because we're looking to write a movie next. What? Yes. yes. And audience, <laughs> uh, my birthday is February 11th. So oh, really? you can gift me. You guys can go ahead uh, and gift me a copy. All you go, you know, you go and do and gift a copy. All you my email address, which is available on Amazon now. So, you know, y'all go ahead and and give me a copy, couple of copies of that. And, you know, saying my birthday, that's my new year. Yes, and if you're like my mother of uh, the Aquarius baby, it's my month, the whole oh. month. <laughs> see, I, see, I wasn't gonna say that, but yes, from from January 31st at 11:59, I start prepping, <laughs> and the there whole month. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. See, if I would have known your mom was mm-hmm. an Aquarius, this conversation would have went went different because you know us Aquarius, <laughs> us February Aquariuses. Yeah. Yes. So we'll definitely have to discuss that one. Um, so yeah, that's another time. Yeah. <laughs> now it is time for this session's homework given to us, given to you guys actually by our great guests. So what homework, deep work, what one thing can the audience do, whether they're a male or a female 
to help them with, you know, whether it's dealing with the mother, being a mother, what have you going into this next week. Wow. Let's see what our homework is going to be. Okay. I would say in, I guess in living in the type of society that we're living in now where everything is social media and everything, like I said, how I take the phones at night, Maybe I would say our homework is in this coming months, maybe we should put down the devices for a period of time and just really spend time with your children because they grow quickly and life moves speedily and we lose track and we lose our way and we're losing loved ones along the way. So maybe to put down the tablet, put down the cell phone and really spend time with your children um, and see how your relationship will grow. Just an hour, maybe a, a day or a week or however you feel you can get in with it. But I think that that's what we should all kind of do. Um, get back to some of that um, old school <laughs> training and just really be there, available and accessible to them. Yay, I love it. So y'all hear that disconnect so you can reconnect and connect. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, so with that being said, thank you so much for listening to Define You Radio. If you got something out of today's se- session, share with your friends, family, and your foes. Subscribe and leave a review. Don't forget to connect with our fabulous queen, JC Miller and connect with the show on social media at the define you on Facebook and Instagram. And most of all, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition and what you do with that is up to you.